Sometimes, the best stories in golf aren't found on tour. You'll find them at the back of the range. And here's your host, Ben Edelberg. And welcome to the Back of the Range Golf Podcast. I am your host, Ben Adelberg. This is episode 151. Special episode today, a bonus episode. Today is Sunday, August 2nd, 2020. Just in case us Floridians needed a little more to deal with in our lives, yes, it's hurricane season. So today has turned into a dreary, cloudy, rainy day. Fortunately enough, not very windy. Looks like this hurricane's going to escape past us. So that's good, but nothing much to do other than stay inside and perhaps watch a little golf on TV. Plenty of tournaments to watch. Got the WGC this afternoon, the Barracuda this evening. Uh, Champions Tour's back. I watched Sam Horsfield pick up a win on the European Tour this morning. Apparently, the mojo extends to Gators Golf worldwide. But the reason you're getting a bonus episode on a Sunday, in fact, I think it's the first ever episode posted on a Sunday, is because the newly crowned Western Amateur Champion, Pearson Cootie from the University of Texas, had some free time to chat about one of the biggest victories in his amateur career. I knew that Pearson would be making his way back from Carmel, Indiana to Texas today, but I didn't know if he was flying or driving. Well, he's driving, and it's 13 hours by car. So Pearson had plenty of free time to recap the win and also talk about the next tournament on his calendar, the U.S. Amateur at Bandon Dunes. Pearson was my guest on one of the Road to Hoylake episodes that was a lead-up to the 2019 Walker Cup. If you want to get a little bit more bio and in-depth information on Pearson, I recommend checking out that episode. It's episode 90. As with every episode here at the Back of the Range, you can find them at thebackoftherange.com. Also, a quick reminder, make sure you are following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I've teased a major announcement it is coming soon, so follow along next week. But for now, let's get to my conversation with Pearson Cootie, the 2020 Western Amateur Champion. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. It's fun being back. It's uh, It was a fun week. I bet. Well, now you are in the lap of luxury, which is normally a lot of the best amateurs in the country are accustomed to after you pick up a major win uh, i mean you won the transmiss you won the south beach now you won the western and you celebrate by what is it, a 13 hour drive from carmel indiana to play are you going to plano texas it's going to plano texas it's 13 <laughs> hours of just straight celebration looking at my phone that's it's peak happiness right now oh, oh wow you're really selling that um what is your road trip strategy so you got the parents you got the dog everyone's buckled in you got the trophy being shipped um a lot of golfers can relate to those long ass road trips on the way to a, a, a golf vacation i mean are you looking for the cracker barrel as quickly as possible oh, we are we already hit cracker barrel this morning holy for breakfast. man are you kidding already me? a step ahead <laughs> oh my god like got that going. A, we did not even talk about that, but uh, that's incredible. All right, so you got a strategy picked out. We got one stop so far. Okay. Dad drove the first about four and a half hours. Okay. We'll see how long mom goes because whenever she's done, it's my turn. Okay. So, and then after that, we'll, we'll, we'll probably switch for lunch and, you know, we'll be decently close to home by then. Only probably a few hours left after I drive or I might just end up driving all the way home. I don't know. We'll see. 
Uh, I like my spot in the back right now, though. There you go. Wouldn't mind staying back here. <laughs> I, I know you're saying that loudly so that the uh, the people in the front seat can oh, listen to that. They, they, they definitely understand. Well, They, they heard everything. you, you got to keep mom off the wheel because she needs to be on her phone working the social media magic for for you and your win. I know she's really entrenched. Yeah, yeah entrenched in her social media is one way to put it. Okay. Just scrolling and liking and <laughs> saying thank you is her go-to she, she's even trying to figure out how to make a post so it's uh it's funny trying to figure it all out and my dad i tagged in the profile and my in the picture that i posted but he doesn't even have a profile picture so it's just a random tag at this point to <laughs> it's a blank Cal Cootie account. So, all right. Well, we're gonna need to get uh, we're gonna need to get someone to help out with that. We need a. We need... Yeah, to, I mean, you're pretty informed with that stuff. You should give them a little tutorial for them. Oh my gosh, my my job description is just growing and growing as we speak. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about th- this win. So before we talk a little bit about the Western Ham, so summer season is just so crazy and up in the air for everyone in athletics, right. even even talking about competitive golf. But it's basically, I guess the way you look at it, there's four quote-unquote majors of amateur golf that lead into, I guess, the super major, so to speak, of the U.S. amateur. So there's the North-South, there's the Southern, Sunny Hannah, and Western, and now everyone that's in is making the trek to Bandon Dunes. You played the, the Southern, T9, mm-hmm. right around the corner, and then obviously the win yesterday – is this something that you and your brother Parker and the family kind of planned out and figured out what would be the best strategy for a basically peaking and, and leading up to the USAM? How did you guys figure this whole thing out? A hundred percent. We, I mean, the ideal plan before kind of transmiss was canceled was to go transmiss Southern, take a break and then go Western USAM. Uh, and we, we haven't played Sunny Hana in the past and, uh, it's just the way it lines up. It's a lot of golf to go because all the guys that played Sunny Hana just drove straight to the Western. They went Merido straight there to play practice round the next day, play that tournament, drove, played practice round, played again. It's just, it was, it was seemed like a lot just because we lost some tournaments early on. We didn't feel the need to cram everything together right at the end. Right. Uh, Cause playing these, the lot of the Western and the USAM, I mean, I mean, in most amateur golf's, golfers' head, I mean, the Western, the USAM, and the National Championship are the three pinnacles of amateur golf. And uh, and to have two of them back-to-back, you got to be, especially as long as these weeks are, to be as refreshed as possible. It's it's uh, an absolutely grueling week, and the U- a good play at the USAM results in the same kind of mental and physical fatigue. And, sure. Yeah, it's, it's all a balance, and... Merido uh, hosting the Southern was great. It was at our home course, and uh, so that was awesome way to kick off summer. Uh, and I had a decent run there; just didn't have quite the final round I wanted to. And you know, it's game feels good. It it got better this week as the uh, as everything went on too. So good good thing is to come. Yeah. Now, for people that may not know the exact layout and format of what the Western Amateur is, it's 72 holes of stroke play, which is basically a full-size tournament that most people would expect. But after that, you have to go to, uh, you know, this top 16, go to match play, and then it's just a knockout stage from there. We're not going to go through all 135-ish holes that you played, but... (laughs) 
But that final round that you shot, 69 to get you in, you know where you sit probably the whole time. And really that round, right. other than other than Angus Flanagan, who who medalist, and then Ogletree and Schmidt shot 67, that's basically the best round of the day that you shot. I, I'm guessing that round right there ranks up pretty high for you. The first, yeah, I mean, the first couple of days I shot a couple under and was like T20 and was, uh, was doing fine. But uh, at, in each point in the round, I mean, the first day it was, I started off terrible, made the turn, made five birdies in a row just to get myself under par again, and then finished poorly, shot one under the next round, started off terribly again, and uh, made some birdies just to make the 36-hole cut. And, uh, and so this week, I was just, it was a really on-the-line stressful week, and going into the, uh, the third day is a 36-hole day to see who qualifies for uh, the Sweet 16, and even that day, the first round, I was three over going into set, going into 18 and uh, made an eagle just to give myself a realistic chance to shoot a good round like I did and get into the number. And uh, without without kind of that eagle at the end of my third round to kind of jumpstart my week, uh, things could have been a little bit different. But it gave me a lot of momentum. You have to go have a great round. The wind and the rain came, so it played really tough. And uh, three under on that course is – is really solid playing and i knew i knew anything in the 60s would get me to that sweet 16 number uh clearly and uh yeah from there on i just i played a lot better and it worked out for for anyone that thinks that wow these these kids didn't have uh they didn't have their college season it got cut short around you know march 12th and you know what are they really doing to keep sharp you're running into players in this match play where they're you, know, you got you got freshmen in virginia and you got you know what you know, Creasy yeah, and Georgia. I, I mean, is everyone just really firing on all cylinders and just it was when you have these long, long summers and uh schedules, you see like a lot of the top consistently ranked guys, you know, play well but now that everything is condensed and everyone's coming out fresh and hot, uh you saw some really young guys play really, really good golf this week. Uh some freshmen. I played two freshmen to be in college and they yeah. both it gave me a run for my money until kind of the ending of both matches where I just snuck by him luckily, but it was, I mean, yeah, everyone right now is when we were playing the practice round with, uh, Cole and, uh, Parker and, uh, we were, we were looking at this course and we're like, damn, like, you know, one under a day is guaranteed sweet 16. Like one under a day is probably like, you know, like maybe around like a fifth place or a fourth place finish. And stroke play, someone might get to like eight or nine for metal, and uh, and uh, all of a sudden this all this rain came, and the first thirty six holes, it was the cut line was six under, and we're just like, <laughs> this course is a beast, and it's the cut line six under, and it's Travis at three under, me and Parker at two, or me and Cole at two under, and we're just like, you know, we haven't played that poorly. It's just course is a beast, and there's a lot of guys playing really well right now, and uh, you know, it's. It's it's just it's tough. It, Amateur golf continues to get better, and that's what. And so the players have to keep getting better to win. Yeah, you. Uh, so yeah, you run through. Um, you run into an Oklahoma State Cowboy in the final. I mean, that had to feel kind of like a college match with just a handful of you know smattering of people out there. So it was awesome. I mean, I played a, a fair amount with Rasmus, and we're the same age. And, yeah. Uh, and he's made significant strides from his freshman year to where he is now. Uh. Yeah, he's basically it's, it's, he plays like the four. He, I think he plays basically the four man at Oklahoma State in a lot of the previous tournaments last year. And I mean, that's a huge yeah, uh, that's I'm, a huge tournament for him. 
huge, huge turnaround for him and really cool to see because he had been, he uh, struggled his freshman year, but he's made just such drastic improvements and gotten so much better quickly. Uh, and Rasmus is a, is a great guy and uh, spent a lot of time with him and playing against him in Big 12 tournaments. And it was good to see him play well. And it was, uh, we had a really good match down to the wire for sure. You, uh, you and your brother had a really good run last year at the USAM. You both made it to the round of 16. And, you know, like we said, the Western AM is just such a grueling experience with 72 holes and then and match play. Right. And match play really isn't something that the typical golfer in the U.S. plays very often. And, and most of your stuff is stroke play, whether it's, you know, AM or collegiate stuff other than, you know, the U.S. amateur and maybe a couple other match play events. You know, instead of asking you the, the typical, like, why are you so good at match play? Maybe can you share how match, how maybe the match play format helps you become a stronger player? Maybe it's something that people can take into their casual games to to uh, improve their game. It took me a while to learn match play. Uh, NCAA was tough because I played I played really stiff opponents like Brandon Wu, and then uh, I got to take some of that experience into the U.S. Amateur, and uh, you know it's it's so different because in the first rounds of U.S. Amateur that I played, I had such a big lead early on and expanded on it and I think I won one match five and six and the other one uh four and five or, or four and three or something and uh and so it was it was really you know like that's great and stuff I didn't really learn a lot until I lost of uh I played really really poor when I lost and, and uh kind of hand away the match having having a six footer to go three up at one point and just it's so that that experience from that week paid tremendously into this week of I just get I got really when you're like playing a stroke play you're playing at the country club whatever you're doing like all you care about is what you're doing and you know if you're going to hammer the guy that you're playing with or whatever whatever you're doing outside of that but right. like match play is you're just always focused on what the other guy's doing trying to just stay a, a notch ahead of him but it's just that's that's how the match stays close. You never separate and uh, stroke uh, match play is just a different beast, and it takes a lot of mental toughness to be able to really just focus in on your own game and just keep going. Because at the end of the day, good golf is good golf, and it takes care of it all. I feel like that's how most guys learn match play, especially going to the national championship. Uh, it's just an experience thing. Yeah, absolutely. You are, as you well know, I'm sure by now, you are the seventh uh, Texas Longhorn that's uh, that has won the Western. I mean, I know you yeah. had a chance to meet Ben Crenshaw and meet Justin Leonard, but you actually have to room and, and put up with the 2018 champion, Cole Hammer. Have you, <laughs> have you spoken to Cole yet? And, and how... I mean, this is a big win for you. Let's not take away from the history of the Western Amateur. Right. But, but just to be able to, you know sit in the same house at Austin and be able to look over while you, you while you know you're in the gym while he's benching 300 it, you don't get phased by that you, <laughs> you know that your name's on that trophy right alongside his have you spoken to Cole yet uh, we've texted and we play most of our practice rounds together and I'm sure we will to am too and it's just you know having him coming in his freshman year and performing the way he did his freshman year having that first team all-american season was it was really cool to see because he came in top 10 ranked Amateur in the world and got to number one by the end of the year. So it's, it gave me an idea of like what it takes uh, and the level of golf that it takes. And I made drastic and significant improvements over the last year and a half that have made, paid off, especially for this week. Uh, 
TV the opportunity to just to win and to win a tournament like this. And he he couldn't be happier for me. And it's just you know it's great having such a high comp- level competitive team because we're all you know we're all Vic last last week got second at the Sunny Hana. It's just it's a really cool being on a team like that that everyone's playing well. And Parker won the biggest college win of the year. Now yeah. everything canceled, so it's just. It's great to be surrounded by guys that can compete with you and y'all are constantly going at it. But at the same time, we're great friends and we all hang out at night. It's just fun on the golf course. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. You mentioned your team. I mean, you and Cole and Parker and, and Travis Vick, you know, when I kind of look at, at what a lot of the top players have done um, this summer, I mean, the guy that hasn't won anything but has been right there, I mean, you know, Travis Vick medals at North-South. He gets upset in the first round, but he medals. He, he wins the stroke play portion. Then he goes 21st at the Southern, runner-up of the Sunny, and, and makes the – or misses out on the playoff for the for the Western. So, yeah. Longhorns are looking pretty strong for, for Bandon Dunes, which is where you got to get to at some point, my friend. Um, you, go from, <laughs> you, you go from Pete Dye uh, at, at Crooked Stick, which is, you know – just brutal diabolical Die, there you go uh you go from diabolical. that so, it, was, it was brutal <laughs> so you go from that and now you're going in the complete other direction to a links course on the coast of oregon what are your initial thoughts of of because at some point I, yeah at some point you got to mentally like turn off the die course and get ramped up for links golf in oregon i've been asked this so much and i have i really just need to google bandon dunes at this point because <laughs> i don't really understand the concept of links golf on in oregon where it's supposed to rain all the time uh so i'm really interested to see how that looks and how that plays okay but regardless of the conditions i mean we're, we're all from texas and we understand how to play in wind and yep we're all going up there hoping there's a little bit of drama and some weather to go with it. Just, you know, we punch our way into match play and see what happens. All right. I really hope the golf gods didn't listen to the fact that the Western Amateur Champions requesting wind and nonsense out on a Lynx course in Oregon. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you, you might get what you're asking for, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, well, I, uh, I know you have uh, – I don't even want to know how many miles you have ahead of you, but uh, at some point you're going to need to take the wheel and, and relieve the troops. Best of luck at the uh, at the USAM, and uh, welcome back to the show, and, and congrats again on the Western Amateur. Thank you. And there you have it. Special thanks to Pearson Cootie for uh, joining me for this special episode here as he's driving back home. Don't forget, follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Everything you need to know about this podcast, you can find it at thebackoftherange.com. We'll see you next week for a big announcement and another episode here at the back of the range.